Okay. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Michelle Morris from Consolidated Planning Group. We are a um, financial planning firm that focuses on families with special needs loved ones. We're loved ones. We are located just outside of Houston and we serve all of Texas um, in terms of helping families with things like protection plans for their family, lifetime care plans, transitioning, transition planning, ABLE accounts. And, and what we really focus on is advocating for families of, of people who have special needs loved ones in their families and educating families. And that's why we really focus on doing these webinars to help families that we serve uh, be better prepared. Uh, so today's webinar is being recorded. And after we're finished, probably later today, you will receive an email that will contain a link to this webinar and the slides. So as we're going through, if there are links that you would like to click, of course you can't when we're presenting, but when you receive the slides later on today, um, they will all be clickable links. So we are recording, you will get a copy. Um, please, please, we can't hear you or see you. We do know that you're out there though. Um, put your questions in the chat box. Some of our presenters uh, prefer that we wait until the end. And some of our presenters prefer that we kind of um, interrupt them and stop them while they're presenting to ask them the questions. So I will be keeping an eye on the chat box. I'll answer what I can just in the chat. And then we'll we'll take the other questions as, as we see fit. So don't be afraid to put your questions in there and we'll get to them when we can. All right, so without any further ado, we've got Jenny. Thank you so much for being here with us and for having us here to present to your folks. Please take it away. Yes, thank you. I want to start out by uh, thanking you, Consolidated Planning, for allowing us to do this presentation today. Um, good morning, everyone. I am from Texas Workforce Solutions Vocational Rehabilitation Department, and my name is Jenny Gang. Oops. Okay, so I will start out by saying that Texas Workforce is a huge, huge agency, um, and we are just a one department part of Texas Workforce that's vocational rehabilitation services. We serve um, people with disabilities to help them obtain, uh, maintain, and retain employment. Um, so our overview of, you know, we have different types of caseloads that we um, we cover. We have different counselors that cover those different caseloads. Um, I know that we also have, you know, different eligibility re requirements for our services. And so I'll also go over that. And I will also go over kind of how the process goes. Um, and then each of my presenters will talk about their caseload because I do have one presenter per caseload that we generally serve. Okay, so when it comes to vocational rehabilitation, we have six different regions that cover all 
throughout Texas. Um, right now, I am located in what is called Region 2, which is the Dallas County, then, you know, Garland, North Central, which is Denton, Louisville, um, in, in that northern part. And then, of course, there's Terrell County. But we have so many different locations all throughout Texas. Okay. Um, so now to talk a little bit about our services. All right, so when it comes to vocational rehabilitation, our services, um, we partner with Texas Workforce um, and it supports the I'm sorry, it supports eligible adults and students with a cognitive, mental, uh, physical, or visual disability prepare for or find or retain or advance in employment. Um, vocational rehabilitation counselors work closely with job um, with job seekers, determines an employment goal, and then identify and arrange services that lead to employment so we we help anything that has to do with vocational um goals whether it's trying to prepare them for employment trying to you know obtain any training any additional schooling that has to do with achieving a vocational goal vocational rehabilitation services are available to eligible individuals across texas and some vr staff are co-located within uh, many workforce So um, we help with adults with disabilities. Um, sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, it helps adults with disabilities when the disability is a substantial barrier to employment uh, and VR services are required to achieve employment. It helps youth and students with disabilities when pre-employment transition services are required. So not only do we help adults, we also do transition uh, and transition is usually ages from 14 to 22. Um, we help also older individuals who are blind, um, which is our OIB agency ages 55 and older with significant VR uh, loss or, or vision loss or blindness to uh, live independently. All right, so now we're going to get into um, the more details about our types of caseloads that we cover. Okay, so different caseloads, presenter one. That's Kathy. Thank you for joining us, Kathy. Tell us. Hi, I closed my blinds, but it didn't help a lot. So <laughs> I'm sorry that I look like a shadow, but it's probably better for you. So. Oh, stop. Good morning. Um, I'm Kathy Hirsch. I have been, I've worked in this field for many, many, many years. Um, I, we also assist people with mental health issues and that's mainly who I work with are people with mental illness and some with felony convictions. Um, I've been doing this on this side of the desk for five years and on as a work for a provider for about, I don't know, 
30 some odd years. So um, in order to become eligible for our services, um, the person applying uh, must have a documented disability, meaning mental health, physical health, whatever is a barrier to employment. Now, that being said, if somebody comes in and they think they're depressed and have anxiety, which, you know, nine-tenths of Americans have today, um, then we will send them for a, a um, psychological evaluation to determine that eligibility. Once they're eligible, um, then we can move forward with writing their plan and um, just know, please, that we are not an immediate agency. So we have federal guidelines that we go by um, that uh, allow the process to work. Okay, so it is a process. Nobody's going. We're not an immediate agency, um, and so and and our because customers sometimes have a hard time realizing that we're not the emergency people. Um, we, I in particular, Lee, work with um, workforce. We're co-mingled in an office with, with workforce on Greenville Avenue, and I am the liaison to workforce, which means that um, I go every Thursday to talk about VR services at the unemployment orientations. I, um, I'm also the liaison between workforce and VR. So questions come to me and all kinds of things. So, which is a really important, wonderful thing since we're co-located with workforce. Um, let's see what else. What else did I, what did I forget, Jenny? Uh, well, hold on, hold on, I got it. Um, if you are working and you need glasses or hearing aids or anything that presents a barrier, we can also help with that. If you qualify and we do a financial background thing so we have to because we have to determine whether or not you are the customer is responsible for any payment let's say of hearing aids based on basic living requirements um does anybody have any questions I do. Um, I haven't seen any questions come up in the chat box yet, but I wanted to know, you know, you said that we're not emergency services. It's not immediate. So how long does it generally take when someone calls you and, and applies for services? What okay. are we looking at there? So we have 30 days to, um, um, we have 30 days to complete the, um, application process once you've applied. We have 60 days to determine your eligibility and we have 90 days to, now this is all federal guidelines. It doesn't mean it's gonna take this long. Mm 
And we have 90 days to develop a plan for employment, which would also include if you're getting hearing aids, it would include the ordering the hearing aids, all of that information. So, um, yeah, it, it is. Um, oh, um, it, yes, it's a process. We're not immediate. I'm reading comments. Um, our particular office, Troy, is on Greenville Avenue in Dallas, but there are offices all over. So I don't know where you're located, Troy, um, or what provider you're with. I don't know if you're in the Houston area or the DFW area or anywhere else, but... Um, um, yes, there's definitely it depends, Andrea, it depends on how long ago your uh, child's diagnosis was. Let's say they were diagnosed with anxiety, depression, ADHD when they were in the uh, fifth grade and now they're 19. Yes, we would we would send them for a current diagnosis. And the first question, hold on. I didn't mean to leave you out. I just, um, yes, the evaluation is done only when you, when you apply for eligibility purposes. So in, in the other, the other presenters today will explain their particular process. And so, um, yes, it depends on how long ago it was done. Um, and whether they have a diagnosis on it, Jennifer. And so, yes, a private, we would send you them to a um, private psychologist and all of the people that we send to for assessments must be contracted with um, Texas Workforce Commission. Okay, so when you're talking to a, a possible provider, they have to be contracted with us. Okay, let's see. Did I miss any other? Have I answered all your questions? Yeah, that's all of them that I've seen so far. Okay. Okay, here's what is the eligibility age. Was 15, blah, 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 blah. That will... Um, be answered by a transition counselor. Okay, he's 15 and wants to apply. What about school documents from arts? No, it has to be a medical diagnosis and it has to be current. Now with transition, they may have other uh, rules and I'll let them talk about that, okay? All Thank right, you. well, let's... Thank you so much, Kathy. Uh, You're welcome. I'm sorry I took so long. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. We're going to uh, step over to the next presenter. Presenter two is going to talk about BRC, BVI. What is that? Hi, my name is Karen Duffy. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you, Karen, for being here today. Let me get over here to where I need to be. Um, I am a BVI, blind, visually impaired a caseload counselor. Um, I've been in VR for, oh, since 2015 or so. Um, so the blind visually impaired caseloads um, 
we can serve anyone who has a vision problem that directly affects their daily life. So in other words, they can, we used to have very clear specific guidelines related to their vision, but that's not the case anymore. So like, for example, um, some people we have blind or totally blind. Other people we have, like I have one customer on my caseload who has 20-20 vision. So you're thinking, well, then why does she need vocational rehab services? Because she has extremely dry eye syndrome. So she was unable to pass a, an exam that she needed to pass for her job because after an hour looking at a computer, her eyes get so teary and so um, blurry that she couldn't even see to drive home. So we were able to get her some special glasses and she just passed the, passed the exam that she needed to for her job. So it's, it's not as cut and dry as it used to be. Um, we have three categories, um, those who are legally blind, and you can be legally blind based on visual acuity, um, like 2,200 or worse, and nobody knows what those numbers mean, but um, 2,200. So if you, you've all heard of 2020 vision. So if you have 2020 vision, when you're standing 20 feet from something, it looks like it should look when you're standing 20 feet from something. If you have 2,200 vision and you're standing 20 feet from it, it looks as if you would be standing 200 feet away. So that's kind of uh, an idea of what the numbers mean on the Snelling eye chart, the one with the big E. So we can also serve people who are legally blind based on visual acuity, but also based on visual field loss. So your visual field, what you can see like, you know, to the side is 180 degrees, half a circle. So, and like from, your nose to the out is a quarter of that circle. So each visual field for your eyes is 90 degrees. So your visual field is 20 degrees or less. You are legally blind, even if you have 20-20 vision. It's sort of like looking through a toilet paper roll, kind of. Wow. <laughs> so you may have might have good vision, but you only have that good vision through a little tiny place. And so you're considered legally blind. Um, we have uh, the next category is visual impairment, and you can have vision 2070 or worse, or 2070 to 2200, or 30 to 21 degrees visual field, which is still pretty small. And then the other category is significant visual disability, which is kind of like um, the lady on my caseload that I mentioned. You can have 2020 vision, but you can have really narrow fields, or you can have, you know, a, a severe eye syndrome, like a dry eye syndrome, something that affects your life. So these are the categories. Um, also, we do have, as Jenny mentioned, our older individuals who are blind program, and that's for ages 55 and older um, to help people learn to be independent in their homes. So maybe they wouldn't have to go to a nursing home. Um, there is also a children's program, and that's with Health and Human Services. It's a children's program for children ages birth to um, 14 or for kids who are medically fragile up to age 22. And they can serve children who have any kind of vision impairment also. Um, but for the adult caseload, um, 
So our goal is to help people who are blind or visually impaired to be independent, to be able to make career choices, um, to be able to do what they want to do. And Texas has been doing this since 1931. That's when they started working with those who are blind and visually impaired. And I can't remember the name of the agency back then. <laughs> but um, back then, you know, people were taught basically how to make baskets or how to do, you know, different things. But we've come a long way since then with technology. Um, let me turn this off here. Karen, I have a, a question for you. Um, so if somebody suspects that their child has a visual impairment, uh, should they come to you first and you send them to an eye doctor to be screened and tested? Or is this more like they've already seen a, a doctor and the doctor wants, you know, has already told them that they have impairments and then they go to you? Well, the children's program is through health and human so if you come to me, what I will do is refer you to the children's program. But yes, if you if you have a have a child that, um, especially children who have multiple, a lot of them have cortical visual impairment, which is is it's a brain thing. Their eyes are perfectly fine, but the the message doesn't quite get from the brain to the eyes, and so their vision is a little bit like Swiss cheese. So mm -hmm. they have little spots that they can see through. And that's another whole lecture in itself. But um, so yes, the children's program can send them to a doctor or to, to get that kind of help with that. Yeah. Um, so, and I can also provide that contact if you want. Yes, um, we, we've got a question in the chat box. They would like for you to provide contact info if you're willing to. Um, but Absolutely. also when we send this, content out uh, to your email later on today, there will be uh, contact information for uh, for us, for everybody who shares it. Yes. So right. And, and I will be absolutely very happy to help refer you. I worked in the children's program for 18 years, so I'm very familiar with it. So I will be happy to refer anyone to Health and Human Services. That program used to be with us, but they have moved over to Health and Human Services now. So they're not under Texas Workforce. Okay. Um, so the 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 BC, the blind and visually impaired, we have six, and I'll I'll go fast because I know our time is limited. I, I'm visually impaired, and um, our technology has helped us come a long way. I'm using a braille display, a digital braille display here, and I also have a screen reader. So I use my computer all day. I don't have any vision and I do just fine. I have to do all the same stuff that every other counselor has to do, and I don't get any. After, you know, I can't tell my boss, well, I'm, I can't get it done. She's like, why? <laughs> so, um, you know, so we have six categories. We have adjustment to visual impairment to help people learn about their eye condition, to help them adjust, because especially we get a lot of people who have diabetic retinopathy or things like that, who are losing their vision later in life. And it's very traumatic, you know, um, and I have mm, several people on my caseload. Um, so we help them learn about their eye condition and to make those adjustments, which takes years sometimes to help sort of adjust and learn that the world can go on when you're, when you're blind or visually impaired. And then we have um, independent living to help people to learn to do things in their home, like cooking, cleaning, organizing, um, repairing the kitchen sink, 
paying your bills, whatever, doing a resume. And then we have um, independent travel skills to help people learn orientation and mobility skills to be able to get around safely and get to work and get to doctor's appointments and take their child to school and et cetera. I have one lady that I'm working with. She was visually impaired, but she had some good vision. In the last two months, she has lost all her vision. She has diabetes, but she has a special needs child. She's a single parent. Mm. We're helping that mom kind of make that adjustment and He's got to deal with the school. Her child has an intellectual disability, so she is verbal and, and isn't too low functioning, but still she you know, has special needs. So that's, we can help those kind those those needs. And then um, it's, let's see, communications, which is computers and helping people access print and electronic information. There's uh, Zoom text, which can magnify the screen three inches high if you need your letters that big. Of course, you need a really big screen to get enough letters <laughs> if you need it that big. Um, are there screen readers like I use and all sorts of other different low vision magnifiers, et cetera? And then there's a support system. We certainly want people who are visually impaired or anyone with a disability to build a good support system um, and to have, you know, People they can call on for assistance if if necessary. Uh, they want you know to be involved in the community and social activities and church or activities at a place of worship, whatever they want to do. And then, of course, the most important well, not most important, but the 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 center of Texas workforce, of course, is employment. So our vocational is to help um, individuals um, get the skills they need to become employed in their chosen career field. And we work with job placement providers, just like all the other counselors with other, just you know, customers with other disabilities. We work with the same job placement providers and help them to become employed. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Are you the right person? Somebody wants to know uh, about more about pre-employment services and what that looks like. Would you like to address that question or turn it over to someone else? No, Jenny, Transition will address that. Okay. Okay. We'll get to that one then. Yes. Karen, thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add? Um, I can't think of anything specific. I know I went really fast through a lot of stuff. So no, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. And I do okay. see that we've got some good discussion going on in the chat box. Uh, Giovanni, Giovanni is in there. Um, helping to answer some questions too. So thank you very much for that. And the rest of you uh, of our panel, you're welcome to jump in there and answer questions. Uh, we're ready for presenter number three now. Um, who is going to talk about the TBRC general discussion? That is me. Okay, um... fantastic. <laughs> Take it away, Jenny. All right, so yes, my name is Jenny once again. I cover a transition general, which means that um, I serve all the students, all the high school students that have all other disabilities other than our specialty caseload, which is BVI or deaf and hard of hearing. Um, what our process kind of generally looks like is a lot of us TVRCs have a set um, amount of schools that we represent in the specific ISD that you are in. Um, and for me, it would be the Dallas ISD. I have about four public schools that I represent on top of uh, charter schools and private schools. 
And then those are how generally we get our referrals is the schools will send us referrals that they believe that could benefit from our services anywhere from ages 14 to 22. Um, the way that process works is once we get the referrals, we reach out just to see what their needs and their interests are, and then we start an application. Um, there are a couple of incidents where I've had other parents um, basically refer other parents to me. There are self-referrals too, so it's not just the schools. If you guys know about us or if you know any students with disabilities that would love services from us or would benefit, then you know, I suggest that, or I recommend you guys to reach out. Um, don't, you know, you don't always have to wait for the school, but if you do have a student that goes to a school, you could also do it that way where you contact the school to see if they have a Texas workforce representative at the school. Um, so the way that our services kind of differ is we help students with disabilities basically prepare to transition out of high school, whether it's preparing to go to college or go to some trade school or do some additional training, um, or if they just want to prepare to work. Um, we we work with them while they're in high school to get them as involved as possible to work on independent living skills, to work on self-advocacy skills. I know that our five core topics for pre-employment transition services is um, career exploration, job readiness, work-based learning, self-advocacy, and counseling on post-secondary. Um, we believe that these are some really good core topics that need to be addressed when it comes to transitioning out into the big world. Um, we do things like um, we we explore the different options that are out there. If the student doesn't know what they want to do, we utilize vocational assessments to kind of guide us on, in a direction that maybe they're willing to try um, in different occupations. If they know what they want to do, um, then we kind of make steps to achieve that goal in some way, whether we search um, how much additional education that's involved or if there's any certifications that's involved, we look into that and we try to see what we can do for, um, on our end to get them to that point. Um, there's summer programs that are available that we try to get them to be involved in. Um, there's paid work experience, which is a really good opportunity for those students that have never worked, but that isn't quite ready to commit to employment just yet. It's a five to 12 week program that they can be involved. Um, they get placed at a job or an entry level job site um, working for those five to 12 weeks while earning wages to kind of help build their transferable skills and their work experience. And it's a really good opportunity to put on their resume as well. We also, um, when it comes to evaluations though, it's a little different. I mean, generally the schools provide evaluations. So school art records, um, IEPs, any evaluations that are done by the school are things that we can receive as documents for eligibility criteria. I do remember somebody asking that earlier, um, but if by some odd chance you guys like the students don't have an updated, um, you know, evaluation or would like an updated evaluation. I just purchased an evaluation for one of my customers because they wanted to get a rediagnosis because the parent felt like the diagnosis wasn't correct. So in situations like that, we can purchase evaluations like um, neuropsychological evaluations to kind of um, you know, answer questions that parents have about misdiagnosis or anything like that. Um, 
And of course, if there's questions, please just go ahead and you know let me know verbally because I can't multitask like all my that's coworkers. Fine, can. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, generally, there were a few questions earlier about how to apply for these services, but really, you know, you can either work with the the representative at your school or you can just go online and refer yourself right through the start my vr link yes yes definitely um because we there's so many schools around texas i can't guarantee that every school has a rep um and honestly if your school if you know that that student's school doesn't have a rep we also recommend that you reach out to us to see if we can get a rep for that school Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for all that you do. And um, I'll be I'll scroll through some more of these questions and see what else we have. Can you discuss CTP that are in the area and how VR goes about facilitating those programs? Do you know what, what CTP? Can you um, refresh my memory on that one? Yeah. Carrie, what are you referring to? She's probably typing right now, so give her a second. Comprehension transition programs for AU students, for autism students. So um, we, as transition, we have autism supports. Um, we 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 do um, provide services such as you know ABA, such as uh, certain premiums to certain services that we require that we provide, um, it just kind of, everything is extremely individualized. Um, so it's really hard to answer specific questions depending on what that specific student's needs are. Um, but we try to create a plan according to what is it that they're trying to work on, whether it's, um, you know, some social skills or some independent living skills or whether it's academics, we try to figure out what is it that they need to uh, or they would like to improve on advance and, and we try to go on that. Okay, perfect. And those those um, educational guidance uh, that can help them go into a college setting perhaps in the future if that's if if that's right for them as well, right? Yes, yes, and we also do assessments for parents that want to know. Um, also that, you know, if their if their kiddo is is, you know, going to be able to do a college environment um, as like a recommendation. Um, we I also, you know, typically as a counselor will also explore the differences between high school and college so that maybe um, the student themselves can understand, oh, maybe, you know, doing that would be best for me or doing that is 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 not right for me. And one thing we talk about a lot in some of our other webinars is, um, you know, the fact that not everybody's path is going to be the same. Not everybody's going to, going to follow a path of four-year college and a full caseload. And there's many other options available. There's certificate programs yes. and licensing programs, or maybe your, your student would be better off to take just one or two classes at a time and kind of test the waters of college before they jump all the way in. Um, things like that are options as well. Jenny, did you have anything else to add for us? 
And one last thing is um, for, you know, if you guys know anybody or any students that, you know, have uh, more on the severe side of disabilities, we do have resources um, because generally our, our agency aim for competitive integrative employment, but I don't always want parents to get discouraged because of that. Um, I do want, you know, parents to know that we have resources to day rehabilitation centers. We have resources to um, sheltered workshops. Um, and so we do, we do, we are extremely resourceful. If we can't provide the services, then we'll find someone that can or try to. Yeah. Fantastic. That is so great to know that there's a place where we can go for help. Okay. Presenter four. Um, well, there is one more question before I, I release presenter four. Uh, can a parent request social skills or ABA services? So the parent can, especially if the child is under the age of 18. Um, if the child is 18, then if the parent has a legal guardianship documentation, then they can still, you know, represent the child. But I, uh, us counselors would generally have to make sure that it is okay with that, with that kiddo, that this is something that they want to do. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, now we have the TBRC BVI section of the discussion. Yes, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for this um, fantastic opportunity to present with my colleagues. Um, my name is Lourdes Sainz Serrano. I am the Transition Vocational Rehabilitation Counselor at Greatest um, East Office in Dallas, Region 2. I work directly with Ms. Karen, I'm Kathy and Miss Jenny. Um, basically, as a counselor working as a transition with the transition population, I work especially primary with the students with blindness and or visual impairments, ages from 14 to 22. I formally present and cover um, areas as Plano, McKinney, um, Frisco, Prosper, and others ISD areas. My colleagues, um, Mr. Um, Joseph Holland and Ms. Cami uh, um, Charleri covers other areas in the Dallas County as well. So we are three um, coding and offering um, services, transition services to students. Um, as my colleagues, Ms. Ms. Karen have been presented um, the services for um, individuals with blindness and visual impediments. We cover the process um, since 14 years old to 22, and we work directly um, with schools. And like Ms. Jenny said, with other um, referrals from the um, other community services or individual um, referrals. Um, the most important thing for us is to make sure that the students, besides identify accessible employment goal, have the services directly to and based on their needs before they complete the high school. So for us, the most important thing is to provide parents, 
teachers, specifically the students, to know um, and start talking about work skills. Sometimes, um, usually, they change. One day they want to do one thing, they want to do another, and that's very normal. And that's fine because they are in a process to select something very important. And like you know, sometimes youth, they really don't know what they would like to do. So the basic, um, the services that we offer um, covers uh, what we call vocational rehabilitation teacher who is gonna teach independent living skills, employment, preparation assistance, assist with recommended aids and or devices or independent living aids. Training may be provided individually or in a group skill training. Uh, other special um, primary service that we offer as a BBI transition counselor is Employment Assistance Services, EAS, which means uh, Employment Assistance Services Assessment Evaluation Purchasing and Training in Assistive Technology that is needed to color for college and or to participate in pre-TS activities, which means we're gonna be helping them through that process since they turned 14 years old. Usually what we want to do is to provide them the career exploration, as Ms. Jenny um, mentioned it, um, make sure they have start talking about self-advocacy, helping them to be independent. And actually we participate in our, as soon as um, we know in advance and if we are available, we participate in arts meeting in, with the school system. We could visit the schools as well, making sure we have the connection with students and families. I will say that because we work with students, um, this is like a primary participation from the counselor, um, um, you know, handling the engagement because the primary thing for parents is for them to complete high school. So our challenge will be having that um, coordinated meetings, making sure they're connected with us. And we definitely encourage them to complete high school, but we want to be involved during that process to help them to identify and select their um, a feasible employment goal, as I said. So let's say we have a student who has plans to go for college, they will be um, receiving the EAS um, evaluation, and then they will be able to um, know um, where they need to, um, to go and identify uh, with um, orientation and mobility training before they start college. Um, and actually, besides that, any equipment, assistive technology that will be beneficial for them. We highly encourage them to be connected with the disability office in the college um, so we can work together, making sure they have all what they need to be independent and being able to um, achieve their goals in college. 
something else that you would like me to cover? I would like before um, we turn to another one, I have a list of services that probably will help um, for this um, presentation. We offer advocacy and guardianship, um, assessment requirements, behavior, management planning, case management needs, um, career exploration, counseling in post-secondary education, covering educational needs, day programs, employment, um, independent living skills, uh, life support and planning, self-advocacy activities, vocational education training, work-based learning, based learning, workplace readiness, and any area that uh, needs to be addressed. Like we say, every student, every youth is different. One significance is that when they turn 22, we help them then to transition to the BBI adult unit if they um, are willing to be transferred to work with the adult um, visual and blindness and visual impediments to continue providing them the support to being independent and being able not just to find a job, being able to maintain that job. Because at the end, that's the most important thing. Provide them not only to select a feasible goal, but just provide them the skills that they need to maintain their employment. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your help today and for discussing that with us. That was fantastic. So we have another slide here about who vocational rehab rehabilitation serves. Would you like to go through those or should I? Um, I mean, it's up to you. I just, I know that um, we covered a lot of the disabilities today. I know that this is just a huge overview of the, the types of disabilities that we do serve. Um, one other caseload, specialty caseload that I want to um, bring to attention is that we do have a specialty caseload for the deaf and hard of hearing um, also. And then I know that there's some some offices that also have counselors that specializes in TBI. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I do have a question here that I'll read out to you guys. It says, I work with children with special needs ages zero to 20 years, and a high percentage of them are undocumented and attend public schools. So would they be able to receive um, vocational rehab services as well? They can. I know for us, they can, as long as they're 14. Um, colleagues, do you guys have any resources for those that are under 14? Um, this is Karen. I, I know for VR, they if they're undocumented, we cannot serve them in VR. They have to be able to work in the United States in order to receive services in VR. But I know the children's program for children that have visual impairments, they can serve um, kids who are undocumented from birth to 22 years. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because if they're unable to have a job placement in the United United States, then you can't get them a job placement, but you could do some other things for them perhaps. Um, I flipped the, to the next slide. So we're seeing here some more, um, some more services that the vocational rehab uh, service offers. 
um, I'm not going to read them through to everybody, but uh, just to say traumatic brain injuries, seizure, seizure disorders, IDD, uh, any visual, visual, mental, physical conditions um, that impact your ability to retain or advance in competitive employment. And if you're on SSI or SSBI, you can still serve them, right? That's actually... Um, that would actually help because anybody that comes to our office for services with SSI or SSDI will immediately move to the eligibility phase. So it could help them initially make the process go by faster. Oh, very good. Very good. And my office, we do a lot of work with helping people um, sign up for their SSI or SSDI, make sure they have those benefits uh, correct and that they're getting what they deserve uh, with those benefits. So here are some more things that they can they can provide job coaching, career counseling, assistive technology, work readiness training, job placement. All of these things are ways that the VR program and, and the Texas workforce can help your student. Uh, do you wanna talk about eligibility criteria for us? So like, as we were saying that with, with, <clears throat> with VR as Karen and, and Kathy were saying that it has to be a documented diagnosis um, for eligibility determination. And then of course, if there is no documented diagnosis and there needs to be one, then an evaluation can be purchased to do so. For transition, as long as the student, it, you know, once again, documented, but our documents are either um, individualized, uh, you know, education plans or, or a 504 plan that states their diagnosis, it, it will work for criteria. We also, we will consider doing evaluations for students if, if, by some chance, you know, there is a delay in the school um, getting them an evaluation done, then I have, you know, came up to incidents where I would have to consider purchasing an evaluation for like a rediagnosis or reevaluation. I know for some of my private schools, they're not, their policies are a little different. So they're not always required to do evaluations over there, um, just like public schools do. So they're, there's a customer of mine that I had to purchase a reevaluation for a diagnosis for eligibility purposes. Very good, thank you. And um, which one, or several of you, I think, uh, work with the um, the blind services? Which ones of you, Karen, Jenny? It's Karen and Lourdes that are BVI. Karen and Lourdes, so. Uh, when you receive the contact information later in your email, if it's not already in the chat towards the beginning, a lot of us put our information in the chat. Um, so Karen and Lourdes would be the ones that you would look for, but you can just call the number and, you know, everybody there knows what they're doing. You don't have to specifically in case, unless you have questions specifically for them, uh, but they'll be able to help you out with that. So how do you get it started? Uh, you can either contact any of us, of course, and then you or you can call the, you know, statewide contact of Texas Workforce Center at 
6400. Um, you can also do the online self-referral, Start My VR. Um, there's several ways to do it, um, or you can find your local VR office and on the internet and contact that office to see about services as well. Very good, very good. Um, and so you just meet with your counselor to fill out an application for services. And then uh, the Texas Workforce Commission will provide an eligibility determination. Um, and then you'll begin assessing and planning what services are needed, what, what do they need to, to succeed, really, and then complete the individual plan for employment. Yes. Uh, oh, perfect. So here is the contact info. Um, we will, as I've already mentioned, we're going to send out these slides and a recording of this webinar later on today or at the latest, it'll be early tomorrow. Um, but the webinar will be available on our YouTube channel and you will receive these slides in your email. So you'll be able to reach out to Kathy or Karen or Jenny or Lourdes, all right there, all of their contact info. So that's perfect. Um, funding. So it's it's interesting that a slide just came up about funding. And um, there's a question here from Troy that says, with the ongoing inflation and budget cuts, do you envision uh, cutting the budget for these services? Giovanni says that you're unaware of any upcoming budget cuts, but have you? has anyone else heard anything? We actually haven't. I know that, I don't know, please colleagues, if you guys have a different input, input, I've been told to use as much funding possible for transition. Um, and at this point that there is no concern in our funds for right now. That's fantastic. And from what I've heard this, I mean, this program is well-funded and you really, I mean, you do help so much paying for, um, assessments and things like that, that it's just so helpful to people. And we, we really appreciate that. Um, so I do have a couple more slides to go through as, as questions come through. I'll, so what I'll do is I'll finish up my last couple of slides while the questions come through and then we'll jump back to any questions that have come through. So when you receive the slide deck, this will be a link to all of our upcoming webinars, we do probably three or four every week about various topics related to special needs. And we put all of them on our YouTube channel. All of our webinars get recorded. And we have also started releasing them as a podcast in case you would prefer to listen only instead of watching the webinar. If you want a copy of the slides and you're joining us on the podcast, you can email us contact at cpgcares.net and we'll send you out those slides. So these are some of the topics that we cover, some of the things that we work with people on and educate people about every day. Um, setting up a comprehensive special needs care plan for you and your family, uh, future care cost estimates, the take Texas waivers and how to get on the interest list and what those are all about. We help people understand the difference uh, between SSI and SSDI and know what, what to apply for and when they should apply. ABLE accounts, um, 
and, and special needs trusts. We help people with their designations, uh, <laughs> designations for their beneficiaries to, you know, make sure that everything is designated correctly and you don't jeopardize any benefits by, by messing that up. Um, residential living communities. We have webinars about those and about the different communities available in Texas and throughout the United States. You should probably start touring those earlier rather than later because there can be waiting lists. Um, if guardianship is something that you would like to consider for your family, it requires speaking with an attorney to get that set up. And the law in Texas is that you choose the least restrictive option when it comes to guardianship and alternatives to guardianship. Um, again, the webinar will be emailed to you later today. If you have signed up for this webinar, we have your phone number and your email address and we're not afraid to use it. <laughs> Finally, we help with um, post high school educational and transitional options. Uh, this is our team real quick. We're located just outside of Houston in the Sugarland area. Uh, we are an independent holistic financial planning firm, members of the Academy of Special Needs Planners, and we're also national social security advisors. So we're, we do everything that any other financial advisor can do, but we take it further by uh, really being involved and understanding the special needs community. So if you have questions and you would like to reach out to Consolidated Planning Group about those questions, this is our contact info. We always do a free personalized consultation. We're gonna get to know about you and answer your questions. And then we'll tell us, we'll tell you about how we work and you know how we charge and what our fees are and that sort of thing. So you can either use the QR code to schedule your appointment or you can simply call us or email us. The phone number is 281-690-1177 or email us contact at cpgcares.net. And then there are links here to our Facebook, our Instagram, that YouTube channel and our podcast. So you can um, find us all over the place. And if you can't figure out how to get there, you can definitely just email and we'll help you out. So I haven't seen any other questions come up. Um, and I, I just thank you everybody for being here today, for um, letting us be part of your group and sharing all of the information that you shared. This was very, very educational and helpful for everybody. Um, thank you for taking the time to be here with us today and uh, have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Bye. Securities and advisory services offered through Triad Advisors, member FINRA and SIPC, Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated and Triad Advisors LLC are not affiliated. Advisory services offered through Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated. Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated is not affiliated with Triad Advisors.